ladies and gentlemen, it's with great trepidation that we're doing this podcast today because I'm doing three things I've never, ever done before. The first is interviewing a CEO of a large corporation. Secondly, somebody that studied at Rhodes, but not only Rhodes, also the University of the Notre Dame in the United States. And as you guys know, can any good come from Rhodes? That's a discussion for another day. And thirdly, he's a lawyer. That's why I'm keeping my hand on my wallet. So it's with great pleasure that I introduce you today to Sim Chabalala, the Group Chief Executive Officer of the Standard Bank Group. What do you want to talk to today about? You're the boss. You told me you want no, to you, come here. I'll talk about anything you want what, to talk what about. What are you... Ex- is there anything that's on your heart you want to... At the moment, so it's interesting. We don't are... Don't corporate, please. But I'm the Chief Executive of the I Bank. Know. What, do you, what do you think I wake up thinking about? <laughs> um, Hopefully more than Standard Bank. Uh, Sorry, I'm here to push you a bit, so don't... That's fine. I will sound disrespectful, which I'm not, by the way. That's fine. You're a professor, so I expect you to be disrespectful. (laughs) (laughs) No, so what do I think about what's on my mind? The honest answer is, funny enough, my daughter, not funny enough, it's actually the truth, who is about to start her exams tomorrow. She's writing matric. She's a special little girl. She is as bright as a button. Yes. But she beat her dad. She uh, beats her dad hands down. She's a really <laughs> smart little girl. Um, she comes sort of first and second in her class. Okay. She's busy preparing for exams, as I say. And it's a humbling experience, you know, when you've brought somebody into the world and you're hoping that they become something valuable in life. And that little girl is going to be. Um, she shoots the lights out. She's humble. She's yeah. hardworking. We don't have to tell her to do her work. She's quite remarkable that way. So that's topmost in my mind. And then my second daughter is in grade nine, okay. also as bright as a button. Yeah. And it was interesting. My wife said to me yesterday, we must just keep remembering that they're not the same person. So the one, it's actually I amazing. I get reminded the, this every day. Your about kids are not wife. the same people, yeah. So the elder one is sort of going through a rite of passage about to finish um, a trick and then going to the big wide world. She turned 18 last week, by the way. So she's now of age. She can vote. Isn't that amazing? She is. Would you know? I know because my spies have told me that she... (laughs) My intelligence network has told me. Uh, I don't want to hear that stuff. When she talks to her mother about this stuff, I cringe and I want to hide somewhere. And then the second girl, as I say, yeah, my wife was telling me, just remember they're not the same person. So the one's about to finish matric, and the younger one is in grade nine, standard seven, going into standard eight next year. She's also very smart. Uh, She's quite sporty. Okay. Very cultural, plays the piano. They both dance. Mm -hmm. So that's sort of looming large... uh, in my head at the moment. Okay. What's and the eldest one going to do? She wants to do aeronautical engineering. Wow. So she, and as I say, she will, really? she'll go far in life, yeah. yeah. But you know what, when you said something, um, if you value in your daughters, is that not also what we value for our co-workers? You know, people who, who's hard working, that's turned on, 
You don't have to tell them what to do every time. And that is actually the people you're looking for when they're still enthusiastic about life. You know, they want to go make a difference. And so if, exactly. If we find more people like that, that is really interesting. It's funny, Yosef. So I value excellence now that you, mm-hmm. you mention it. So the people that I get most excited about in our environment, yeah. whether they be executives or yeah. frontline people, people working in the processing areas or tellers, is I always get so excited when I see somebody doing something really brilliant and special. Um, I often say to people, the best standard bankers for me are exemplars of excellence. Mm-hmm. You know, people who do something really brilliantly. I mean, for example, the lady who does tea for us, Queen, I mean, she is just amazing. So I have a competition with her yes. to see who comes to the office earliest. She beats me every time, you know, and she's excellent. Um, you think about the people that work those long hours to solve our problems. Mm-hmm. I mean, the IT people. Uh, you think about people that crack their skulls over a difficult processing yeah. problem and our people get it right. Now that you mentioned it, you know, you know, the systems often fall over. Yeah. Uh, and I never have a fear that they're not going to get resuscitated now that I think of it. It's just the excellence of, 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 uh, of our colleagues. Yeah. So that means a lot to me. Here's another question for you then in this vein. When last did you feel a, f- a flame or a blaze with passion or something? And don't give me the CEO answer now. When last did you feel so excited you just couldn't hold yourself back? You laugh. Again, uh, because of who I am, you won't be surprised to hear this. I'm defying you. So I've just come back from Bali. Bali? Yes. Wow. Um, The place is as hot as hell. I would never go to Bali on holiday. And I I now know. Uh, I had to go there because the IMF was holding its meet yearly yeah. meetings there. So you know every year yeah. uh, they hold two meetings in Washington then one in a different destination. Yeah. The previous one was in Lima. Yeah. So this time I went uh, and normally the way these things work is we spend our time in those meetings meeting other banks. Mm-hmm. So it's the one time that the financial community, the leaders of the financial community yeah. gather and it saves you traveling to go and see correspondent banks. So, you know, the financial institutions group in our group organizes these meetings. And I was there, I got there on the Friday, and we had meetings Saturday and Sunday, and then I flew back. Um, And I was aflame, because you get a chance to talk about your institution, uh, what value it's creating for its partners, how how you're going to take the partnership forward, uh, what are the other opportunities, whether it be in trade or in syndicated loans and so forth. And I was very excited because it was confirmed to me again, as if I needed any confirmation, that we as Standard Bank play an incredibly important role in global finance, uh, purely because of our role in Africa. We're the largest financial institution in Africa. We're the third largest in um, Middle East Africa. Uh, and people value the relationship with us. Uh, they value our insights. Uh, they value the things we're grappling with. Um, and they value the role that we play in financial services. So I was very excited. But maybe to add to that, and again, 
I wanted your answer not as Standard Bank CEO, but that doesn't matter. That's a good answer because one thing we stumble on, and we probably need to edit this part out, because we've had 50 companies come through our doors now in the last two years coming to look at ways of working. And we just said, we don't mind if they're competitors, we don't mind if we're building the South African industry. Because everything we do, you can read on Wikipedia. But it's actually the implementation that matters. It is. But mm. why we're doing it is almost not for the benefit of those guys. Because each of our guys, so we set up the whole Wednesday morning from, let's say, 9 to 1. And our people that present, they walk almost away reignited. Because when you tell your own story, mm. when you're in it, you feel like you're in the doldrums. When you tell other people you're actually starting to feel proud and you're starting to feel, wow, we're making a difference. And every time we do this, people come back and say, can we do this for you? Because they get so excited about our own story. It doesn't matter if the story is good or bad. It is just for them to, to showcase what they've done. That turns people on fire in a way, which is the same as what you did in Bali. Well, let me take what you've just said a bit further. Um, to show you why you're so right as a professor. <laughs> no, 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 let me stop teasing you. So here are a couple of things to think about. I get very excited by competitiveness and by ah. winning. Okay. okay um, now that is very, very interesting. I am absolutely determined to be better today than I was yesterday as an individual. Okay. Um, I strive. That's why I spoke about excellence, I suppose. Yeah. I want... I'm absolutely determined to to be part of a winning team. And so for me, the competitiveness of Standard Bank matters. Mm. Um, and the South African national competitive advantage yes. matters to me. Yes. And the African national, well, the African continental yes. competitive advantage matters. Um, it also matters to me that when you are competitive, you don't have to be destructive. So you don't have to be ugly to be a winner, for mm. example. Um, but you also have to have the humility to accept that you're going to lose a lot. Um, you're going to stumble, you're going to fall, you're going to get things wrong. But that determination to do things right, to do them properly, to win, uh, really, really excites me. And Standard Bank wins a lot. Mm. You know, so, for example, just to talk about Bali again, uh, we won a number of prizes uh, as the you know, best global, the safest bank in Africa, the best investment bank uh, in Africa, the best bank uh, in Africa. And we keep winning these accolades. Um, and the funny thing about us at Standard Bank is that we don't celebrate these wins. Um, we're humble. That's and so you've just also of, told That's what me. a lot of outside people say. Exactly. So Why don't you guys... Tell us. Yeah, so you've just told, we've just spoken about new ways of work. Um, I mean, it is incredible what we've achieved on DevOps, um, on Accelerate, uh, and so forth, but the world doesn't know. Mm. If you ask me why that's the case, I'd say to you, I actually don't know. I really don't know why that's the case. Um, but I suppose also uh, you need to know yourself to be yourself, right? Mm. So we must just accept that our nature is to be humble. Yeah. Um, we need to keep working on it, but you know you can't change your DNA. Speaking of competitiveness, yeah. you have to think back over your 
life, career, everything. Yeah. Where did you have to adapt? What changes did you make where you realized that this behavior is not going to help me? I need to do something different. Because that's very hard for people. Did you ever have to change some way or way of thinking or bad behavior or something? What did you change it to? Phew, uh, there are many, many examples, um, and I'm going to go yeah. randomly. So let me start with, I've got a fantastic wife, right? Mm. Um, my wife is a wonderful, wonderful uh, woman, but she takes no nonsense. Mm. Um, she's quiet. She's quiet in a gentle way, yeah. um, but she's, a, she's incredible, and yeah. she's very good for me because she grounds me, she yeah. keeps me honest, she keeps me focused on what's mm. important to me, um, and I often have to course correct based on yeah. things she points out. So that's one, mm. one set of issues. Secondly, I have the privilege, I don't know if you know this, I went to a school called Sacred Art College, mm. which is a Catholic school. And I had the privilege of going there off the back of hard work by my mom and dad, who mm. sacrificed a lot, and they sent us to school, to private schools, at a time when it was very, very difficult. Mm. And there I was, a young black child in a predominantly white Catholic school, and I had to adapt. I had to learn to survive in that environment, yes. which was, uh, I wouldn't say hostile, but it was, uh, it was well, borderline it was hostile. hostile. Um, my own values were not uh, the values of the environment. I was from outside. So I've always had to learn to adapt as an outsider. Um, and I think I survived, and I came out okay, in let's reasonably make it slightly, decent shape. Let me make it slightly more real. Yeah. What did you have to change? How did you change? I had to change many things, Yusuf. I had to change. I had to learn to speak English all the time. Okay. Um, whereas I grew up in a home that speaks Zulu. Uh, I had to learn... Um, I had to learn that uh, when I go back home, I had to change the way I speak as well, because in the community I had to speak Zulu, and I need to be respectful, and I need to fit in. Um, I needed to learn to be adaptable. And I think that now that you ask me that difficult question, I've had to learn to change and be adaptable, and yet still remain myself, um, which may be one of the reasons. So you asked me earlier on about, you know, what do I believe in, what are my values? Uh, from a philosophical point of view, I believe heavily in defining who you are and knowing who you are. So, you know, the inscription at the Oracle of Delphi, know thyself. And then the Christian extension of it, know thyself in order to be thyself, um, has always been important to me because I've had to learn to be adaptable. You know, when in... I've always worked hard not to lose my core uh, and never to compromise it. Um, and there have been instances in my role as the chief executive where I've had to ask myself, what do I genuinely believe in in these circumstances and what am I going to do? Uh, and I've, one of the ways I always express it is I ask myself, what would Mamdena say, who's my maternal grandmother? Yeah. She would say, who are you? What do you stand for? Then what are you going to do? Yeah. Do you know what something put your finger on is yeah. not so much... I think Western culture anymore is respect for elders. 
which if you look at the indigenous African populations, especially the sub-Saharan ones, mm. respect for your leaders, respect for your parents, respect for ancestors, all of those things are really important. Do you think we've miss, are we missing that in the business world? Or do you think we need to bring it back? Just that whole respect for the other also. Um, well... Sorry, I know these are hard questions. And you forced me not to prepare, so let me <laughs> make sure that I get this one right. Um, so the issue of respect is not so much respect for elders, but respect for yourself and then respect for the other, whoever the other may be. So deep reverence for the humanity of yourself and deep reverence for the humanity of other people, uh, whether they be children, your peers, or older people, that's so important. Um, and so for me, Yosef, uh, reverence for the God who opens the gate downstairs or the person who serves me tea is as important as reverence for Jamie Diamond when I have the privilege of meeting him or for the chairman, Chairman Kabashe, uh, and not making any distinction to say, who is this person? I must recognize them as a human being, in a funny way, reflecting my own humanity and how would I want to be treated? And I must treat that person with the deep reverence that they deserve. I, I love what you're saying, but what I'm taking from this is yeah. I cannot have respect for somebody else if I don't respect If I don't myself. have self-respect, yeah. You've got to actually love yourself, respect yourself, I think, in order to be able to have respect and love for others because it's a mirror, surely. Yeah. Maybe that's the mm. foundation of ethics and why things are going so wrong in the world. We lost respect for ourselves, so then we are willing to do anything because we actually don't even respect ourselves anymore. Now, it's funny you should say that because if I remember one of the principles in King 4, mm -hmm. one of the, the ethical yeah. principles is do unto others as you would yeah. them do unto you. Yeah. And that is a fundamental principle of self-respect. You know, if you respect yourself, you would expect others to treat you with respect, and therefore, well, surely you should respect others, yeah. uh, have reverence for them, um, and treat them with, uh, with respect. Now, having said that, it does not mean that you are namby-pamby. Yeah, um, would you respect yourself? Yeah, you've, you've actually got to be tough without being ugly. Mm -hmm. You've got to do the right thing, and often doing the right thing is not necessarily doing the pleasant thing. Yes. Um, so that's sort of the wow. toughness, the Buddhist toughness of, uh, of respect. But also what I'm seeing also happening, especially in South Africa, coming from an African tradition, is communitarianism, or more consensus by making decision-making, which I'm not saying we all do it, but I'm seeing more strains of that when I look around me. But the only way you can make that work is if you respect yourself, because then you will have an opinion. And you will also listen to other people's opinion. Otherwise, it's just like Western culture is just open warfare. But that helps you to actually live that value. So the other way to perhaps think about that as well is to think of the world as a combination, right? It's not. It's a combination of networks, mm. um, what others call superminds, yeah. you know, and superminds are a collection of individuals that can think together intelligently. Um, uh, and therefore, networks are important in that sense, but also recognition for the need for hierarchies. Yeah. 
because a hierarchy is important uh, to manage information, for example. There's no way you could have an organization this big and think of it simply as a network. It has to have some form of hierarchy. And it sounds contradictory to have <laughs> a combination of hierarchy and, uh, and, uh, and networks. But as you say, for networks to work properly and to be intelligent, they, the nodes in that network need to have some respect for one another, or people participating in that network need to have respect for each other. And therefore, your point about the way you make decisions, even if it's a combination of a network and a hierarchy, you've got to have respect. And you need to have respect to be able to say, OK, um, I mean, to use Brenda's approach that she spoke about in her podcast with you, it is important to hear what everybody says mm. and go around the room. But actually, there's individual accountability. Yeah. You know, when IT fails to meet its budget, uh, I don't look at a 1,000 people. Mm. I look at Alpheus, or in the case when Brenda was around, it's Brenda. But it's a network, right? She has to have worked as a... As, as a team and as a team of intelligent people trying to make a contribution to something greater than themselves. Because but there's individual accountability. African saying also, yeah. there's no good or bad kings or chieftains, there's only good or bad counsellors. Sure, so that's you, very good. That's, yeah. You see, so you're right, accountability sits with, the with leader, individuals. But if they don't have good counsellors and people to work with, they are, they are due to failure as well. Yeah. So maybe, I think Kwame Veridu would be proud of this discussion because I think Africa has something to give to the world because networks, all of that. You can get that from African traditional thinking also. There's yeah. the networks, there's the community, but there's also the hierarchy. Yeah. And it's, it's communitarian also. Yeah. But it's and then, interesting. Yeah. And then, as I said to you earlier, now that you mention it from that perspective, I don't see a difference between... Ubuntu, you know, Ubuntu, 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 on the one hand, and uh, Renaissance humanism on the other. Because they all deal with, you know, what is Ubuntu and what is humanism? It's recognizing the the living relations between individuals, uh, individuals and communities, individuals, communities, and the cosmos. That sounds like... uh, African humanism to me, it sounds like what a Judeo, uh, it, uh, yeah, and it sounds very much like the Renaissance to me. Splendid. I think this was this. Was, I've learned so much from this, but <laughs> it's changed the tax slightly. Um, and I know everybody asks everybody this question, but I want to know you all specifically. What advice would you give the thirty-year-old yourself? With, because you're now a bit older, you've seen a bit yep. more. What advice would you give to that young man at the age of 30? I would say to the young man at the age of 30, please keep preparing yourself for an uncertain future. Uh, Please remember that whilst technology and uh, gizmos and processes change, human beings have not changed for several thousand years. Uh, Please remember that in that context, it is important to have values, and it is important to have a vision for yourself as an individual, 
so that in whatever situations you are in, you can sort of try and figure out, is this team or this company or this church or this soccer team or this club, is it aligned with who I am and what I stand for? So which soccer club do you support? Uh, in South Africa? Yeah, no, yeah, and Premier League. I refuse to answer that question because if I say, <laughs> let's say it's Kaiser Chiefs, then many of my friends are going to criticize me for not supporting Orlando Pirates or Sundowns, so I'm not going to answer like that a question. Kaiser Chiefs guy. <laughs> I refuse to answer that question for fear of incriminating myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'll celebrate alone in my lounge. <laughs> what would so, the erstwhile Kaiser Chiefs supporter say of you now? <laughs> It'd say, I'm a namby-pamby avoider of questions. <laughs> <laughs> and Premier League? Uh, Chelsea. Chelsea. I'm happy to put my neck on the block there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry, I detracted from your brain, of course. <laughs> so, values. Yeah, so I'd say to me, yeah. I'd say, dude, you must figure out who you are and what you stand for and where you, wanna, where you see the future, and just always keep aligning either your fam, family, your community, your club, and where you work with, uh, with where you stand on these things. You see, I just realized mm. you can't support Orlando Pirates because <laughs> Elphius told me it's only old people that support Orlando, and you're not old enough for it. I'm 50, turning 51 this year, so you're I'll not, leave you to decide. A, you're not a Pirate supporter then. <laughs> you're a fisher, and you... Try hard. I'm not going to answer the question. Um, <laughs> um, I'd also say, on a serious note, I'd also say, you know, please remember, please remember that um, if you want to succeed, it also is important to have a track record. Yeah. So try and stick around. Try and stick to one thing for an extended period of time. Um, there is value in doing that. Um, I would say um, even in business, just like in communities or in families, I'd say to them, remember that natural laws apply. So I'm a subscriber to St. Thomas Aquinas and natural laws that the world, uh, indeed, the world is animated by reason and figure out what lies behind a particular set of circumstances or situation and try and get to what the right answer is because even there, reason applies. If you want God, um, uh, if you want to be religious about it. Um, and that's you know important. Before you, you know what's yeah. the funny thing about Aquinas? Yeah. So I was thinking the other day you said something about Aquinas. At his deathbed, he actually disowned everything he said because he felt he had an emotional connection of God. And when the emotions reason, are Reason, exactly. Reason, and yeah. I change it for myself then. Yeah. Reason is being fueled by emotion, which is a good thing. Yeah. So you need to get excited about something, mm. deeply committed, and then you use reason to chart the path. Yeah. I think reason alone is too sterile. Yeah. So reason commingled with passion. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I think that is a mm. that is very nice. Mm. Sorry, but I'm interrupting you all the time. No, no, that's fine. <laughs> that's okay. But the, the real point is even why that's relevant as I, as I was thinking about the, the answer to the question is for me, if you said to me the toughest year mm -hmm. 
in memory for me was actually last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, last year was a very, very difficult year. You had, from a business perspective, we needed to deliver results, mm-hmm. but you had an environment which was incredibly hostile. Mm-hmm. And to cope, I kept reminding myself, actually, even in this situation, there's a way to conduct yourself. And there's a way to conduct yourself that will give rise to the right outcomes. And what's the reason? What's the logic behind that? And what's the right thing to to do? And I'm glad we did that. Uh, People have asked me, for example, why did you guys go to the meeting with the African National Congress? Why did you go to the meeting with with, uh, the interministerial committee meeting? Were you... Were you... um, feeling intimidated and is that why you went or were you selling out, is that why you went? And the answer is no. We went there because we believe in a set of values. You have to be respectful to the ruling party. You have to be respectful to the cabinet. If they ask you to come to a meeting, you go there. But at that meeting, you will tell the truth. You will you you will stick to the principles. You yeah, and you will say to them what you would say in public uh, because the two are not different. And you will hold your head high, and that's precisely what uh, what we did. Uh, and the outcomes of that have been consistent with what reason is applicable to to, to that situation. And the last thing is uh, to go back to the passion: is choose to do those things that enliven your passion. Yes. If it's IT, sorry for you, it's IT. Go for it. If it's law, go for it. Sorry if for it's, you, if it's law. <laughs> I know you're a lawyer. That's why yeah. I'm saying I'm IT law. Yeah. So you know, that's actually passion the bottom is important. of the picking order, both the professions. Well, no, 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 Chief. <laughs> uh, the law is one of the three great professions. IT is not. No, I'm joking. Um. <laughs> I would have put finance right at the bottom. Can you imagine anything worse than that? In fact, now that you, I mean, we're joking, the, the ten, amongst the ten most hated professions yes. in all sorts of studies that you look at, law features, unfortunately. You so would be so proud Law and of me. banking, yeah. Yeah, I had to go wash my mouth out and all of that. <laughs> I actually gave a lecture for uh, LLM, mm. so uh, Eagle Masters, on, um, and I spent two hours with lawyers giving this lecture. Almost Amazing. felt I have to bath afterwards <laughs> just because of these lawyers. <laughs> Yeah. And it's so different. Different groups have different yeah. questions, different interests, different everything. Mm. But to be serious, law, divinity, law, divinity, which was the third one? And medicine are the three great professions. Yeah. Sorry for you, IT. Sorry, cut all of that. I wanted to ask you something. Yes. Notre Dame. Yes. University of Notre Dame, run by Jesuits. No. The, it's run by the Society... Of Jesus. No, 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 it's not. That's... Georgetown, it's the congregation of, it's important, it's not Jesuits, it's the congregation of the Holy Cross. Yes. The congregation of the Holy Cross. One thing I've, sorry, this has nothing to do. You know what, I, if I could have my life over, because I'm not Catholic, but I actually like. But like like, you, I love the Jesuits. Yes, I love that. And their principles. Yes, I love it. Live with one foot raised. Yes, yes. Friendship, love, all of those things. Ah, living with one foot raised. Isn't that a brilliant image? Don't be too Should committed or or committed to either places, things, or people. Yes. Be committed to values and yes. principles. 
Now, if, if I could have my life over, mm. and you can study whatever, forget about if there's money or yeah. power or status that comes with it, I would probably would have done, uh, what's that degree that the Catholics do? Uh, Divinity. STD. Okay. Sacred Theology Divinity degree, because you do about seven years of philosophy, and then you add a bit of theology and religion. Yeah. I would have loved to do it at Notre Dame, because... It's a great school. Because of that history that came with them for so many years. Yeah. I think if you do philosophy there, because I understand a very specific school, that would be They're very big on philosophy and ethics. Yes. Yeah. I would. I think you would walk away mm. with a proper education there. Yeah. Some last question. Yeah. And I also ask lots of people this. If you had to have a spiritual animal, is an animal you would relate to or associate yourself with? What would that be? Sure. What's the first image that pop up? It's actually a cat. Good. Why? I have no idea. It's, um, I think cats are gentle. They're clean. Yeah. They're loyal. They fight when they need to. Yeah. They are territorial, yeah. but they share space. And they're no. loving creatures, I think. I mean, that's so off the top said, of my so head. So you sit here in your pinstripe suit. <laughs> your shoes are so shiny, I can see myself reflected. And that's the clean cat. <laughs> you said you're competitive, which is the territorial thing. You, Everybody says you're a very human person, connecting, all of that, which that's just the loving thing. Yeah, I can see Well, thank cat. you, Doc. Maybe I should say okay. panther. Panther, ferocious, no. India. Yeah, maybe a panther, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or a jaguar, because I drive a oh a jaguar. Yeah, you see, it all lines up. Hmm, that's true. I needed this for therapy. I'm like, <laughs> so I'm a jaguar. That's it. That's what I am. <laughs> what black panther? Black panther. That's too aggressive. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But oh, we done. No, but thank he you. He actually told us we should just start recording, so I didn't tell you we So started. you've recorded everything and you will edit it.